Okay, so we've been talking about talk and uh, the words that we use. And if you just go to the next slide. Just go, can we go back two before the, t then that one again a bit more? And that one again. So when we had Adam and he was showing us that, yeah, that's what we wanted, that's what we wanted. So last week, uh, Nathaniel was talking about the wide path, can you hear me? The wide path and the narrow path. And he was saying that like in, in life, most of us, we, we try to, we just kind of wander along on the wide path, but it's not the road that leads to life. And what he was saying is, and what Jesus was saying in the Sermon on the Mount, is that really we should be choosing the narrow path and thinking about the narrow way to live. And if we are gonna be narrow path people, uh, how are we gonna live? And how are we gonna to talk to each other? So if you look at the next slide, we watched that, that Coke, and just with a little bit of Mentos, it changed, it's, it, it had a big consequence. And often the little things we do have big consequences. The way we talk, the way we treat people, little things that we don't really notice. We just maybe don't give someone the time of day, we don't really um, listen to them enough, or we don't um, say kind words to them. And we think, oh, that doesn't really matter, but inside them, there is a big consequence, a big explosion going on. And if we look at the next slide, what passage that Linda read was from James, and it said that a big ship like that has quite a small rudder, and the rudder's the little bit at the back of the boat, and when that gets moved, the ship can go in this direction, or it can go in the other direction. And the way we talk to people can either make them feel good, or it can make them feel pretty rubbish about themselves. And, and we all know that, that people can talk to us in a way that doesn't make us feel good. And we can set our rudder and talk to people in such a way that keeps us on the wide path, or we can set our rudder and it can put us on the narrow path. So let's have a look at the next slide. And the next slide. And, and on your table, you've got some pink words. On, there's a sheet and it's got some pink sentences and some orange sentences. And just with the people on your table, just for a minute, have a talk about which pink one matches which orange one. Now, I can't really see that at all, but I can see some pink things and some orange ones, and we'll show you the answers in a second, because I have no idea. Um, and thank you very much. Thank you very much. So what I want you to do, have a look, and, and I will tell you that although it looks like, well, what have these got in common? If you look at, look at them, you might think, oh, actually, there's something on the left-hand side that links to some of the words on the right-hand side. See if you can work out who are partners on this thing on your table. Have a little look, get a pen out, and join which ones join with which one. Have a quick go, give you a minute or so. So you can have a look and think, what's the opposite of bringing life? Or what's the opposite of being murderous? Or what's the opposite of turning away anger? Have a little think. Have a little think. Which one do you think belong together? Have you done them? I can't really see. You look, I can't tell. Does that look like a thumb? Yeah. Okay, right. Let's have a little look. So... A gentle answer turns away anger. Anyone, what do you think the opposite of that would be? Big voice. 
Yeah, but harsh words cause quarrels. Thank you. All right, I'll ask you one other. Kind words bring life. But cruel words crush your spirit. All right, let's have a look. So let's put the answers on the board now. On the behind me. Has it changed? It has changed. So, oh, here I can see them now. I can see these ones. A gentle answer turns away anger, but harsh words cause quarrels. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the righteous rescue those who are threatened. Kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. The Lord hates evil thoughts, but he is pleased with friendly words. And the words of the wicked are murderous, but the words of the wise bring healing. So in your life, you can either be doing some of these things which are murderous, bring quarrel, can hurt people, be angry, or you can heal people and you can bring uh, kindness, all by the way you speak to people. And all of, these, all of these pairs, they come from the Proverbs. Most of them come from Proverbs chapter 15. So if you want to get some guidance on how to speak to people, Proverbs is a really good place to start. Okay, let's have a look at the next slide. So what you need to, when you're being a wide path kind of person, the way you talk is you might lie, you might attack people, you might gossip, you might boast, or you might be rude. And rude in that sense is about what the Bible calls as coarse language, speaking in inappropriate ways, using, talking about things which aren't really very nice. Or you could be an honest person, you could be encouraging, it's really hard to read like this. You could, be, you could speak with openness. You could be humble, or you could speak with purity. And those tend to be the opposites of each other. And in most days in our life, we usually fall into one of those two sides. When we're kind of walking on the wide path, we tend to go on the pink side. And when we're trying to be more like Christ, we tend to be on the orange side. Okay, let's have a look at the next slide. And this is clearly the world we live in, isn't it? I've just got some examples here of, um, so that example of Donald Trump, he was caught really speaking inappropriately about women. And he just said, well, that's locker room talk. That's how men talk when they're at the gym. It's not how I talk when I'm at the gym. And um, I don't think it's like how you, I would hope, would talk. And, and the idea that you could just say unpleasant things about women in certain parts of your life, it's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad way to be. There's a thing there about Twitter, and um, I'm going to have to look over here. I hope every such and such has their head severed from their shoulders. And you could go on Twitter, and you would find people saying, if you believe this, you should have your head severed from your shoulders. If you belong to this group, you should. And really, it doesn't really matter what's in that blog, black box. You will find someone on Twitter saying something like that to another person, even people from both sides of the argument. And so we've got some real problems. And then that bottom right-hand corner, where just people in our country just wishing politicians would just tell the truth. Really wishing they would. And uh, you might have come across that this weekend. I don't know. Um, so that's the world we're living in. People who are liars, boasting, gossiping, um, hurting other people. And let's just have a look at the next one. And these will be uh, good examples of people that we've met in our, in our news. And you have to ask the question, are these people really loving each other? And we know they don't like each other because of the words they say, the way they attack each other, the way they talk about the other person, the way they tell stories about how they were treated. 
they're not getting on with each other. This isn't, this isn't positive relationships. Okay, let's have a look at the next one. What Jesus said, I'll turn this way. What Jesus said is that he said, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. When Jesus said this on the Sermon on the Mount, he, he knew that everybody knew that the commandment was you shouldn't kill anyone. But what he went on to say was, I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, which was like an insulting word in the, in the language he, sp he, he spoke, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. So all the people he was speaking to thought, oh, I'm not going to kill anybody. And he said, you know what? If you speak to people in a certain way, you might as well have killed them. The way God views this is it's like you are a murderous person. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount sets a standard which really none of us can meet. That's why we need Jesus, because we can't meet the standard that he set out in the Sermon on the Mount. But when we're followers of Jesus, we're going to have to think, you know, yeah, of course we're not murdering people, but are we talking to people in a way that is like we are killing them? And often we don't, we don't think about that. We don't think that the things that we're saying are as bad as that. Okay, let's move on. So obviously God doesn't want that. He doesn't want us to be these kind of people. He wants us to be better than that. So let's see what God wants us to be like. He wants us to move away from this kind of behavior. You will know yourself whether or not you are getting caught up in lying, whether you're getting caught up in saying things which hurt other people, whether you are retaliating. So when someone says something to you, are you fighting back with the words you say? Are you caught up gossiping? And if you are, you're probably like me. You're probably like most of us. We all get trapped in these things. We all just think, oh, you know what? I'm just going to have the last word. I'm going to say that. And what we want to do is be better than that. So let's have a look. So one of the things that Jesus wants us to be like is to be honest. Now, we sometimes say white lies are okay. Well, actually, a lie is a lie. If you're saying something which isn't true, that's not the standard God wants. Next one. Next one. When you're encouraging people, are you saying things which are actually true about them, or are you just saying what's called empty praise? So just saying, oh, well done. You're amazing. But actually, what is amazing? What is it that you are complimenting about that other person? Everybody can just go, oh, oh, oh lovely. That's really lovely. And, and I, I work with children quite a lot, and people can go, oh, good work, or oh, well done. But what, what children need is to be told, that thing you are doing is really good, keep doing it. That thing about you is really positive, keep doing that. And if we're just told, you're, you're fantastic, you're fantastic, eventually what we start to know is that the person didn't mean it. They didn't really know us very well, and they were just using words which sounded positive, but, but weren't really true. And the thing that really touches our hearts is when somebody knows something about you, and they, and they, and they tell you it back, and you, 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 you know that you are known, and you know that they, they recognize what's valuable about, valuable about you. And that's what's encouraging. So let's look at the next one. Being real about who you are. 
So if we're going to be truthful about what other people are like in a positive way, we want to be open about what we are like. And that means that we might have to be open about things that we're not so proud about, open about the things that we would like to be better at. If we're going to grow as a congregation of people, we can't all pretend we're perfect Christians, because we're not. We're going to have to let everybody know that there are things we need to get better at. And what you find is when you start saying what you'd like to get better at and where you, you know you fall short, other people start to say that. And what we want is a church full of people who are all knowing that they're not like Jesus, but they're trying to be, rather than a group of people who are all pretending they're coping. Because if you're not coping, it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. But the truth is, we're all not coping. And I think once we start being open about it, we can, uh, we can all grow together. Next one. Humility. Trying hard to see what, how the other person is feeling rather than how we are feeling. Trying hard to, to know a bit more about them rather than telling them about who we are. And it's easy to be boastful, it's easy to talk about ourselves, but just taking the time to listen and talk to other people, that's a Jesus thing to do. Okay, last one. And then last one, purity. And in Philippians it says, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think about such things. We live in a world that talks about a lot of kind of offensive things and things which are um, kind of just a bit unpleasant really. And, and if we're going to be people of light, if we're going to make a difference in the world, then we need to be different to that. And being pure and, being, and, and be, kind of being clean and not, you know, not corrupted in the way we talk really shines a light in the world. Okay. So the thing that, when Jesus was around, the people who were criticizing were saying, look at those people, they're not eating the special foods we eat. And they're not, they're not behaving in the way that we say they should. And what Jesus said is, it's not the food that goes into your body, it's the words that come out of your body. It's not the food that goes in, it's the words that come out. That's what marks you out as being clean and being holy. And there are lots of religious things that people can do, even at Lent, you may be thinking, oh, I shouldn't eat chocolate. It's not the chocolate that's going inside you that's making you unclean. It's the words that come out of your mouth that make you unclean. And we want to be better than that. We want to try harder than that. Okay. So, okay. so what we've been saying is your words can hurt or your words can heal. And we want, you to, we want to have words that heal and to build a better place. And we're going to just do a little activity now. We'll just have the next slide. So in a minute, Adam's going to show you how to make something with the squared paper on your table. I'm going to show you a little instructions for that. And on here are some love hearts. And in these love hearts, I hope you can read them, I can't. In these love hearts, they are words, phrases that God thinks about each and every one of you. This, this is an empty praise. If you were to buy a packet of love hearts, it would say, you're cute, you're amazing, all of those sort of things. Which the, the people who make love hearts have never met you. But Jesus has met you, and he knows about you, and he thinks these things about you. You are a child of God. You are dearly loved. These are things that the Bible has said about each and every one of you. And what we're going to do is we're going to teach you... Adam's going to be here in a second, I hope, wherever he is. 
He's going to uh, show you how to make a chatterbox, which is a little thing when I was growing up where you would pull them together. Some of you might already know. You might be coming up here in a minute and show everyone. And, and what we want you to do is to write these little phrases on your chatterbox. Right, where's Adam? You ready? So we're going to show you how that we're going to put those words back up again so you can write them on your chatterbox. So if you'd just like to take a seat. What we've been doing today is talking about walking on the narrow path, choosing to speak positively rather than negatively, choosing to say words that heal people rather than harm people. And what we've been doing with this ridiculous activity with Chatterboxes is, is, is rehearsing a way we want to be out there in the world. And can I just have the next slide a second? So the chances are you know someone who you, you don't speak to very often, or you actually don't really like speaking to. Perhaps, you, perhaps you're angry with them, perhaps you're annoyed with them, or you resent them, or, or something that makes you want to turn your back on that person. And actually, it's just easier if you keep a distance. And what we're asking you to have a think about, on your table, I think, Hopefully, there's going to be some a, pa a little packet of Mentos, and we'd like—is there? I, can't, I have no idea. Um, and what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take that little packet of Mentos with you, and take them as a present to to someone who you—you'll get them. They're coming. They're coming. Um, and you're going to take that as a present to the person that perhaps you wouldn't normally speak to, or you wouldn't normally like to speak to. And think about something positive you could say to that person. And just like those Mentos made a big difference to the Coke, the words that you say could make a big difference in that person's life. And so just as the music's playing now, have a little think about who, who a person like that is in your life. Somebody that you don't speak to very often. It may just be somebody that you haven't really got to know and you're going to use this as a chance to get to know them better. And all we're really asking you to think about is, is there someone that you could say something warmer and positive to this week? And if giving them a packet of Mentos is a way into to saying that to them, then that's why we're giving you that. And we just want you to remember that the Mentos are a small thing that makes a big difference. And the words you say to that person could be a small thing that makes a big difference. So I'm just going to pray now for, for, for you and for that that conversation father god we thank you that you spoke words and it created the world and you spoke words and it gave us life and lord we know that the words we speak can take life away and they can bring life that they can heal and they can calm and father we just pray that we would see someone who we could say something positive to and we could make a difference in their life and we would be like you, speaking into our world, 
and creating something better. Lord Jesus, we know this is really hard and we know it's often hard when we're, when we're nervous or when, maybe when we're angry with someone. But Lord, we would pray that you would go with us and through your spirit, we would say words that heal and we would change our world from a place of harm. And you would help us bless our world. In Jesus' name, amen.